All right, and we're back for an all-new show, Damage Blue. I know you're probably wondering why I'm in this beautiful Hollywood Unlocked Blue Versace robe, and that's because I'm officially on strike. Okay, from From who? You work for yourself. I'm, I'm on strike against my employer, Hollywood Unlocked. I'm, I'm tired of people calling me to go out and do things. I don't want to leave the house. I am comfortable sitting here at home doing the show. Somebody watched the show and they said, man, you guys look so good. It's so professional being in those boxes. I was like, you're damn right. And you know what? I ain't going back out. I don't know if I will ever do another in-person interview again. Are you <sighs> serious? I know. I know. I do miss the, in- you know, the, I will say this show has just become so easy to do online and people still get the same tea. They still get to see us. We look great. The blue, your hair is sitting damaged. You look, you look like you've been doing push-ups. I don't know what the fuck y'all are doing. <laughs> we good and we at home. But no, I, I love the comfort of being at home. And now with the Delta variant running rampant, it doesn't look like outside is going to be open that much longer anyway. Yeah. Facts. Thank God. It looks like it looks like we came up with the, the, the perfect cheat code to put on a production because this variant is not planned. It is, I'm nervous, it is. but I, I'm, I'm not worried, though. I'm nervous, though. Well, well, listen, it isn't. And my doctor is the one who told me not to get vaccinated. Now, I'm going to just tell you, I am not here to push an agenda, people. I'm not here to make you want to get it or not want to get it. My doctor, who I consult with on my health needs, told me, and I quote, do not get it because it's not FDA approved. And on top of that, um, it's not proven to last that long. And now with the Delta variant, they're saying that although if you have been vaccinated, you won't die. You can still get it. And so I'm just, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I should get it or not get it. But my doctor said, don't do it. Everybody around me is saying, do it. I don't know. I'm giving well, your doctor the side eye because all viruses mutate. So like the Delta variant was inevitable. All viruses have mutations. So your doctor might need to study up a little bit. I'm a little nervous about your doctor, Jason. I'm going to be honest. I'm nervous. Well, I don't know. I, I've been doing good so far. I think I had COVID early when it all, before people knew it was COVID, because I got really sick. I thought I was dying. They they told uh, me. But I really think I had it. And it was like, not even, it was like the worst cold I've ever had in my life to the point where I was choking. Thought I, I mean, I couldn't even like, not choking, but coughing like really, really hard. I thought a lung was going to mm-hmm. pop. I couldn't sleep. I was sweating. I mean, I had all the symptoms. Then when I went and got my surgery in Houston, um, I couldn't taste food or smell anything, but I don't know if I had it then, but either way, like, I don't know what's happening. I kind of feel like I've already had it. I'm back to focusing on gut health, strong immune system, uh, eating properly, uh, not having as much COVID sex, just being very careful. What is COVID sex? (laughs) (laughs) Super spread of sex. I hear it. I mean, having sex during COVID damage blue. You guys haven't had sex during COVID. Yes, I have. Of course. Yeah. Well, look, I want to say this. Whether you're getting the vaccine or not, everybody needs to start wearing their mask again. All right. Look, it's it's some nasty shit going on outside. This variant is not taking uh it's not taking it easy on everybody. The least we can all do is wear our mask inside. That's all I'm saying. Well, that's kind of that PSA kind of makes me feel guilty because I'm thinking of going to Miami for Rolling Loud this weekend. <laughs> Every person Everybody on the planet's gonna be at Rolling Loud, guys. Like everybody, everybody. I'm going, but I'm wearing my mask. I'm gonna be masked so, up. So damn it, you're going to Rolling Loud also. I'm Rolling Loud, y'all. Rolling up. Okay, so I'm saying, so if I go to Rolling Loud, all I gotta do is have proper masking, have some rubber gloves. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe a face, <laughs> a designer face shield. 
in case a bitch want to spit on me or something. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to go out there in full design. I just think that ultimately if, if, if you're going to catch COVID, you're going to catch it. And they said like eight out of 10 Americans are going to catch it anyway. Um, and yeah. so, I mean, it's almost inevitable. I think that people just need to really focus on having a strong immune system and have strong gut health, make sure you're physically active, which I'm proud to announce. And I'm inviting you guys now. I mean, I don't want my gym overcrowded, but starting Monday, Tiffany Haddish and I are launching a 40 day fitness challenge at Thaquinox here at the gym. We're Sign me up. We're going to be working Sign me up. out. I'm just telling you, I'm weighing in right now at 205, baby. I want to get down to 195, 190, pure muscle abs. And I ask that everybody wants to hit, but won't be able to. Jason, I'm happy we're talking about um, health and medical stuff. Because uh, when we had that episode where I mentioned that I had that, that scare with my uh, stress levels, I had a moment at the doctor today that felt a little bit like racism or fat phobia. I'm not sure which one. I want to know what you guys think. I went to the doctor for stress, right? Stress, just stress. And she was supposed to check me for stress. However, she did what all doctors do. She was like, well, you know, you're a little thick there. Let's test you for everything else. And I was like, no, I'm healthy. I'm a healthy big girl. I'm just here for stress. This lady had me do like a hundred tests. I go in today. She says, first of all, your stress levels are down. Congratulations. Then she looks at her results and says, I'm shocked by how healthy you are. To my face. <laughs> she said, I can't believe this. You don't even have high cholesterol. To my face. Am I crazy for thinking that's a little bit problematic? Like, why are you no. surprised I'm healthy as my doctor? No, because ultimately, if you had done a test prior to that and your levels were fucked up like I did and mine were, they told me I was on the verge of having a heart attack. They told me I was on the verge of having a stroke. Bitch had me at home, scared to move. I was sitting here praying, laying on my couch. Every time my heart started beating fast, I was like, Lord, here I come. You know, and then I did another test. She was like, oh, my God, you're the healthiest you've ever been. This is why I think what's really important, not just besides your blood work. Exactly. Damage, damage, well, I don't know if you guys do this. Every black person, if you are a black woman, a black man, gay, straight, it don't matter. You need to get a micronutrient test to know where your organs, your entire body is at um, health-wise because it's that that is the test that's going to tell you if you have inflammation or if you have all these other things. I did it. I do blood work now every four months. Um, it literally saved my life. It is what pushed me to go and get my surgery. And I'm going to bring my doctor here on the show at some point to talk about that whole process now that I'm a year out from having the surgery. But I, I just think that Black people, because of cholesterol, because of diabetes, because of heart attacks and strokes and all the things that affect our community a lot more than uh, the mother folks, we have to get that so we know where we are. But Jason, you, you, listen to what you said, though. I've never had bad blood work, though. Like I literally never in my life have had unhealthy blood work. She just assumed because of my size that I would, despite the fact that she had all my medical records showing that I never have. So for me, I felt away because there was no history. Blood pressure is different than blood work. So I think for, I honestly think I have a friend who said she broke her toe last week and they checked her for high blood pressure and everything else because she was overweight. And they were like, oh my God, you're, you're healthy. So I'm having a lot of my plus size friend, friends who work out. We work out. I work out three times a week with a trainer, Jason. I eat healthy. So I just think it's a little interesting that there's no nothing in my blood work that should have told her to treat me like that. I feel a way. I personally feel a way. My doctor's a little problematic. Well, in all fairness, doctors are not here to put bandages on things that arise in our health journey, right? Doctors are here right. for preventative measures. 
So, you know, back before I worked in entertainment, I worked with Kaiser as a union director for 10 years. And a lot of the focus that they did in medicine was on preventative care, because ultimately what clogs the healthcare system is when people don't pay attention to their health care until a crisis happens. And then now it's this exorbitant amount of fees and medicines and surgeries and this and that. And it, it clogs the actual okay. healthcare system. And so part of what Kaiser's focused on, at least back then, when they remember they had that whole Thrive campaign, the whole purpose yeah. of Thrive was focusing on the younger people, the 23-year-olds who get insurance and think, oh, I'm, 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 I'm healthy, I don't need anything. You could be 20 and unhealthy as fuck and be 50 and healthier than them. So I think it's just really important that, you know, maybe you look at it a little, little differently. You know, maybe your doctor's just looking at preventative stuff by saying, hey, let's test for this or let's look for that just to make sure they don't have to deal with it if something does happen at some point in the future. She apologized. <laughs> She apologized. Yeah. And Sweetie eats Cheetos and ramen noodles. And nobody, I think, would give her unnecessary tests, even though she makes fun about eating unhealthy. I think sometimes they see you visually and they make assumptions on visual. I think it was purely visual. That's just how I feel yeah, about it. I mean, I think two things could be true, but I do think um, there's a lot of people in our community that might be plus size that are not going to get. You see how you had a history of good health? There's a lot of people mm -hmm. that go in there and think they're okay. They wanted to die service. And they need to have those things because what happens is they do have high blood pressure. They do have high cholesterol. So um, I don't think she went at, at it probably the best way with you, but I know there's a lot of people that go in there for something else and they will not have those things done. So it's kind of like she was whack for that. But at the end of the day, we do need more preventative measures for sure. I mean, I if she, if she would have said to you like, hey, you may want to lay off the fried chicken and kind of grill it. Then I would have said, bitch, you, this is some racism. You know what I mean? Yeah, you don't even like, know what she said. No, Jason, Jason, she said, I'm shocked. She said, I'm shocked by how healthy you are. And then said, I'm sorry. But here's what I'm saying. She probably apologized because you made her white ass feel guilty. If she would have came and you'd have been in the waiting room and she would have passed you some watermelon instead of a fucking Werther's uh, caramel candy, then I would be like, bitch, what's up with the watermelon? But I, everything ain't racist, okay? Go get a black doctor. What's she gonna do? Try to tell you what Dr. Sebi did so you can get killed by a blow dart in your neck when you walk down the street by the government. Don't think they ain't gonna kill you. Okay, shout out to NLA. Look, Don't think they ain't gonna kill you. Let's get wow. Listen, listen, Lil Dirk, this rapper, he's the target of home evasion um, and gunfire ended up happening. Now, I have to start by saying that Lil Dirk has had a lot of people die around him. You know, King Von, um, the other rapper who was shot in the his eye. Brother his brother like there's a lot going on around dirk and i ain't gonna lie he's somebody that i don't know have never known i don't have a little dirk download on my instagram on my phone but i have prayed for this man because i just feel like when that that gloomy cloud starts following you and people all around you start dying shit get real close to home this past weekend i got a text message from six nine out the blue by the way and six nine posted something on instagram but wanted to make sure that i saw it. my team had already posted but he wanted to make sure that i saw it. he posted something by saying uh like little dirk uh, he's not basically he's not going to care until his baby mama or his girlfriend gets shot or something to that effect. Six, nine. Like, I appreciate that you want to give me updates on what I should be posting on social media or whatever. I don't even do the posting. You could just DM the page. You know, I did call you to say, hey, we should actually do a sit down and do an interview. Not because I believe that you're a part of the culture that matters, but because I just want to understand this sick, sadistic 
thing that you keep doing by by highlighting and trivializing the death of all these young black people around him. You know, unfortunately, you know, everybody can't afford police like you do. You have police protection 24-7. So nobody's going to try, try to kill you because niggas are more afraid of going to prison than dying these days. But I don't understand this need to keep pushing in little Dirk's face that him and his friends are always in danger and that, you know, you wish bad will on them. You got to be careful because every cop has to get a donut or take a piss and you might get caught slipping. But with little Dirk, uh, him and his baby mother, India Cox, they were recently victims of a home evasion that took place at the rapper's house in Atlanta. And so uh, the local authorities are saying that suspects came through his house around 5 a.m. and a shootout, a shootout took place a little after. And it's being said that little Dirk and Cox used their firearms to protect themselves and during the incident, nobody got shot, uh, fortunately, but it's unclear how many people went into the house uh, to carry out this crime. Now, they're asking uh, for people who know any tips uh, about the home evasion uh, to, you know, to come forward. And, you know, T.I. has done a, 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 a commercial for Crime Stoppers, so I don't know if he's stepping in to voice that over or not. But either way, Lil Dirk has yet to be released. Uh, people are speculating what's happening over there. I don't know, but... Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? It's scary. This summer, get the most out of your travels abroad by learning the language of your destination with Babbel, the number one selling language learning app. From ordering in restaurants or asking for directions to gaining a deeper understanding of the culture, Babbel makes the whole process of learning a new language addictively fun and easy. With bite-sized lessons you can actually use in the real world, Babbel is a can't-miss travel essential. This summer, I plan on hitting every island since I didn't get the chance to travel last year. I'm choosing to learn Spanish and Greek for my trips to the Dominican Republic and my birthday party in Greece. Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Unlike the infamous language classes you took in high school, Babbel designs their courses with practical, real-world conversations in mind, things you'll get to use in everyday life. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com and use promo code UNLOCK. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com, code UNLOCK, for an extra three months free. I think it's scary, this internet era, because I remember back in the day, you you had no idea where celebrities lived, right? They would rent a house for uh, MTV Cribs, or you come out to LA, and they'd take you on this fake tour around. They'd be like, oh, this actor lives here. Now with the internet, I just feel like everybody is at arm's length. Like it, it's so sad that a, a rapper at the status of Little Dirk that people can find out where he lives and invade his home. And at the same time, it's like, and I can't really speak for Little Dirk and his team, but all these rappers, all the young rappers out there, man, watch who is in your camp. Everybody's not your friend. Everybody doesn't want to see the best for you. A lot of people will sit right next to you for years and envy everything you have going on and wish they can have just a piece of the success you have. And I feel like that's what we're seeing with people like Little Dirk and, you know, Pop Smoke just put out an album, Rest in Peace to Pop Smoke, but it's so unfortunate that we're losing all our young superstars to these home invasions. It's crazy. And think about it. It's not, and think about it. Like most of these rappers have large uh, entourages 
and I get it. You need entourages because you need to have that protection and you need to have people around you in, in case some shit goes down. But sometimes it'd be the people closest to you, like Damage said, that are the ones sitting, waiting and plotting. You know, I have a, I have a really small circle. I've just started entertaining a couple people here and there. That's when I might tell you my circle so small and they've released my home address and I'm not even a celebrity. But I will tell you the day they released my address, I called my team. I said, load every gun. I made sure all my security is put together because, you know, for you to get in my house, you're going to have to go through a lot. And if you do, you know, I have sirens on my house. I have everything because I want to wake up and shoot you in between your face. And I think no. that you look at what, when you look at this, I had a cousin, my cousin, Ricky, there was somebody that actually, he used to sell drugs with somebody broke in his house. I think they shot his girlfriend and paralyzed him. Yeah. They killed his girlfriend and paralyzed him shooting him, robbing him, you know, and people think you have money instead of going and getting a job or, or, or hustling, they want to just come take your shit. This is where I think people just have to take extra steps of precaution, you know, watch who's following you when you're, when you're driving. When I drive home, if there's a car behind me, I'm going to drive right by my house and hit a U-turn. And I always have my gun on my lap because you just never really know. And you got to stop with this whole mm -hmm. idea that you don't need to be paranoid too, because everybody should be alert at all times. Period. Yeah, I agree. Because like, even when on social media, I don't ever post me somewhere until after I've left that place. So Smart. like, if you see, if you see me posting at a, at a, at a location or a restaurant, it's because I'm already in the car or the Uber and headed home. And for me, you know, I'm about to get a little West Indian, but West Indians are very superstitious about who we have in our home. Unless I know you and I think I know your heart, you can't come in my house. And it's a very West Indian thing. We can't help it. But if you think about my family, my grandmother was killed by her best friend. Right. So my whole family is very, very big about betrayal and who your friends are. My uncle was set up by his best friend. So for me, unless I know your heart personally, I don't care who's vouching for you. I have to see you with my own eyes and make sure that I trust you before I have you around anything that I care about. I've always been like the, that. And the scary part is, even if you do that, you got Amazon delivery drivers, you got Postmates, you got true. People that come to your house and because of social media, you don't even know what they do on the off time. Like the Amazon dude could be an up and coming rapper and he could just pass the word to his boy like, oh, I just dropped the package off at Little Dirk House. And just that simple. And it's so scary. Like we live in some scary times. So like, thank God his children weren't there because he has kids. Like these people don't even think about, I don't know, man. It's just, we in a dark well, it, time. It ain't even man. that it's they don't think damage. Time. It's just that they don't care. You know what I mean? They don't care. Don't you care. saw that video that went viral in New York where the man was trying to shoot a guy and his kids were pretty much laying on top of him and they were shooting all around the kids. They could have shot these kids. People just don't care anymore. And it's really sad that we live in that type of world. To your point about posting where you are, I don't post where I'm at when I'm there and I don't let the people with me post where they are with me and tagging me and this and that because at the end of the day, People be plotting. We recently had a situation on that mm -hmm. app, Ego, where somebody uh, that was in my family at the time got into it with people, and then the people released his address and pulled up to fight him, and he went to go fight them, but somebody watching the live stream pulled up with a gun and 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 pulled it on him and told him, I could have killed you. You know, the, like, there are just people out here that want to be a part of storylines just to get this clout. I knew when, when Offset and Cardi did that song, Clout, you do anything for clout, you know, I mean, it was a popular song, but when you really stop and you think about it, people really are out here taking chances, breaking in Ellen's house, breaking in the Kardashians and the Jenner's mm -hmm. houses just mm -hmm. to get their name out there. And the sad part is it's going to happen to the wrong person and they're going to chop your head off. And I, I'll tell you, you know, uh, when it comes to postmating and all that, I, I even set it up to where now I have an intercom. I don't even go downstairs. You leave that postmate there. And when you leave, 
I look around. If you didn't drive off, I answer my door with a gun all the time. And, and, and I remember when I got my concealed weapons permit, they said, hey, you know, what's your plan in the house when you're walking through the house? Do you need a holster to carry your gun on you? And I thought it was so stupid because the girl training me, she she carries a gun around on her waist in her house. And I just thought, like, how dumb is that? You ask my employees, I'd be out here. Because now you just never know when it's going to pop off. So uh, I just wish uh, my, my well wishes again to little Dirk and to his girl and to his family. I'm glad that you guys are safe. And I, I just pray that, you know, we, we do a better job. And I don't know if it's the COVID or the desperation people have now from being locked in the house all the time. But I kind of feel like these reports are, are, are growing now. You know, the owner of Fashion Nova, Richard, uh, who's been really good to, to Hollywood Unlocked, they tried to rob him in front of his house and his security killed the guy. You know, it's what? just like, yeah, you yeah, hear about that? Wow. Wow. You guys didn't hear about that? I heard no. about it. Wow. They followed him home from the uh, Dream nightclub, the Tao. They followed him home from that area, got in his neighborhood, went to rob his friend for a watch, and then his and then they shot it. They shot his security, but then the security shot them. One person died, and he was shot in the stomach and then died at the bottom of the hill. The kid was only 19 years old. And so, you know, you never know who's lurking and plotting. You be seeing these little kids thinking they just, you know, niggas hanging out. Nah, they be plotting too. And and that's why I think, you know, if it can happen to a billionaire like Richard or it can happen to a rapper like Lil Durk, it could also happen to you. So I hope that people are safe. And I'm also a, a fan of black people getting guns. I don't think you yes. need to be out here. I don't think you need to be out here with uh, machine guns, but you every black person should be armed with a legal uh, firearm. I've been trying to get someone to take me to the shooting range for forever. I really, really think that black people should be armed. There is one thing that you mentioned, though, about this idea about Dirk. I don't know a lot about him either, but it seems that he has like a dark cloud of bad things that are happening to him. What do you think his girlfriend is thinking? Because I feel like, how would you how would you react if the person that you were dating or in a, relationship, a serious relationship with was constantly being followed by like sadness and grief and death, death and bad luck? Like she deserves some credit for sticking around because I know a lot of women who would have bounced. So shout out to her for being I mean, a ride or die. I mean, when you're when no no she doesn't get a badge of honor. I think when you're dating somebody in the hood or you're dating somebody in the streets, you know what you're getting into. You know when my brother died. When he got murdered, I had to call his girl at the time, who was his baby mother, his first child born, Tanya. I had to call her and tell her that he had been murdered, you know, but she knew when I called at that hour and told her I had something to tell her. She started crying before I could even say anything because she knew the chances every time your man who's in the streets leaves his house, you know, something could happen. Lil Dirk is a rapper, but ultimately he's also in those uh, in those Chicago streets uh, or, he, you know, he's from Chicago, right? Isn't he from Chicago? I mean, he's, mm-hmm. he's 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 from the streets. And so you you know what you're rolling with. That's why people are now saying they're the Bonnie and Clyde, because they both were shooting at the people who broke into the house. Oh, uh, whoa. Yeah. So she, she, she was shooting, too. Yeah, she was shooting. Yeah. Too. He's ride or die. Oh, that's too. That's really ride or die. I mean, and to be to be fair, though, we all remember the J-Lo and Puffy thing. Not everybody is going to stick with you. When things go left like that, I'm just saying. Hey, Historically hey, look, speaking, when they when they running in that house, you think they just gonna just rob him and not rob her too? You know what I'm saying? So you are gonna have to do something, baby girl. Either hide or you know be a part of this rescue. Like for real, they not just well, gonna just walk over you while they trying to get to me. You are gonna have to do something, baby girl. Is that what you would say? 
And let's mm. be clear, Jenny was from the block, but J Lo was never trying to hold no gun and shoot for Puffy out the back of a sedan. Okay, so nobody, <laughs> nobody thought that was happening. She was a fly girl. She danced her ass right about that relationship and out the courtroom. Uh, but you know, you know what you sign up with, and I'll and I will I'll say, you know, when you know when the people came to do my security system, I said I want a siren, and they, oh, you want a siren? Hell yeah! I, I got alarms that's loud, and the police and all that, and the cameras and all that. I want the whole fucking neighborhood up and alarmed that something's going on in my house. And, and you know, I also, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm extra with it, y'all. I got rifles, I got lights, I got scopes, I got all types of shit. But that, I just kind of oh feel like God. if somebody's in your house, robbing somebody is the least thing. It's just the idea that somebody's actually in your house. Like, they could actually mm-hmm. hurt you, you know? So, uh, anyway... All right, well, look, another person who's been hurt, not by uh, anybody breaking in the house, is Britney Spears. She's been hurt by her family. Well, she went and told her fans that she's going to keep dancing on um, uh, Instagram, whether you like it or not. But she is saying that she's never performing on stage again. Uh, Britney Spears, one more time, will not be on stage one more time because she said that she's going to set the record straight about her dancing videos. And she said that along with the haters, uh, that they have to accept them because she's never going to perform on stage again. Now, recently, her manager... Sam Lufty quit saying that he failed her. Uh, her dad and her mother and her sister, Jamie Lynn's, they're all under fire because Spears said that she's never performing on stage as long as her father, Jamie, is in charge and added that she quit her residency in Vegas due to the requirement of her conservatorship. Now, this is what she posted. For those of you that want to see it yourself. She posted this uh, post that said, take me as I am or kiss my ass, eat shit and step on Legos. And she also posted okay. another post. Uh, I'll post that up for you. Um, and I'm going to read some of those. Uh, and this is, she said, for the, I'm not going to read all this, but she said, for those of you who cr- uh, choose to criticize my dancing videos, look, I'm not going to be performing on any stages anytime soon with my dad handling what I wear, say, do, or think. I've, I'm, I've done that for the past 13 years. And she wrote that in her caption. Now, Spears has also come after her sister, Jamie Lynn. Remember, Jamie did the whole video talking about how she'd been helping her behind the scenes or whatever. She took, uh, uh, aim at her sister Jamie Lynn and she said I quote I don't like that my sister showed up at an award show and performed my songs to remixes my so called support system hurt me deeply Deeply, this conservative shit killed my dreams hmm. aww Brittany you know what you know now that I hear about the conservative ship and you know how her dad controls everything it makes sense why she looks so wild in those videos because I was scared at first but maybe this is a way of kicking it to the system because the makeup is running. She's like sweating crazy. And she's doing all these twirls. And I was really afraid, but maybe this is her way of protest. Like, I got to start looking at things differently. Like, first, I'm like, you know what? Brittany, you might, might not be stable, baby. I don't know what's going on here. But maybe this is her way of like protest and letting us know I'm not okay. Come help me. And I'm going to twirl 30 times as the smoke signal. So, you know, free Brittany. Are you agreeing that this is white slavery? Is, is, are you guys finally coming over to my side? Uh, I'm not gonna put. I'm not gonna put white slavery to it. Now slavery was forty I, years. I, I, think I know. I'm just you say white slavery, and then you say black people can't be racist. I don't know. I'd be careful. But look, I will tell you this. I have a brother who, you know, everybody knows when my mother got back, she got addicted to crack again. My, uh, she got addicted. Well, she wasn't on crack the first time. She was on heroin and cocaine. She got sober for several years. She had severe mental disorders, bipolar and all that other shit. And then she ended up getting with a man 
who got her pregnant and then she got on crack. And then my brother was, she was pregnant with my brother at the time. So he, he ended up being a crack baby. Well, when she relapsed, instead of him going to foster care, everybody that's read my book, God must have forgot about me, know that I adopted him at eight years old. And so from eight to 18, he lived with me and then he, you know, he aged out or whatever. But he recently confessed to me that he's been doing meth. And, you know, uh, the reason why he confessed to me was because he ended up in the hospital in Nevada. But what I said to him was, look, I'm not going to help you. I'm not sending you money. I'm not doing anything to help you because I know that you're an addict. Until I know that you are committing to changing your life, I'm not going to help you. I offered to pay his rent. I offered to help him get in therapy. I offered to help him go, uh, go to a sober house. But I told him it was all contingent on me helping him. He refused. The whole time before that, and the reason why I shared the story was, he was saying to me, you're rich and you do nothing to help me. You're failing our mother. You made a commitment to our mom before she died. You were going to look out for me. You're not. He did all this guilt tripping. He did all this stuff. And I was emotional over it because, of course, I want to see him be healthy. But what I realized is that people who are sick with addiction or who have severe mental illnesses, they live in a delusional ass world. He was telling me that everything in his life was fine and that he was this and that and that he was shaming me for not helping him. You got all this money. You're flying to all these countries. You got all this Versace on, but you won't even feed me. That That's the stuff he was saying. And so then I started thinking like, damn, if I can make, take a nigga shopping and get him $500 pair of shoes or $1,000 pair of shoes, I can send my brother $1,000. And then I had to check myself. I don't owe his addiction anything. Jamie mm. Lynn, we don't know the relationship with her and Britney. And although we want to free Britney, we also have to take a step out of the side of the celebrity. Britney Spears be on here dancing with these little two pieces on with them coon eyes. She didn't put all that black makeup around her eye like somebody just took a shit on both her eyelids and she forgot to wipe it off. She looks crazy. She looks sick and she looks unhealthy. And do I want her to be free? I want her to be free from whatever got her showing up looking like that. But you know what? I don't look at the camera and see Britney Spears and say that she's healthy. I look at the camera and say, mm -hmm. something is wrong. Her family yeah. knows her better than we do. And now we're online bullying her family because there's a documentary that her fans created or whatever to free her. And let me say one more thing. One of her conservative ships uh, or, or part of the conservative ship says that she can't have kids. Well, we all know she got that fine-ass man over there trying to pump one in her. We don't know him. I don't know what they're trying to protect. We don't know. But I hope that and pray whatever is happening over in Britney Spears' house or her makeup, I hope it all just comes together because it's too much for me. And I will say this. The, the documentary was made by the New York Times, and that's why a lot of people found it so compelling. Um, and I agree, though, right? Like, we can't assume about family, but we also can't assume that family always has your best interest. Because the same way we can say a family can try and feel like they don't want to be um, obligated to help through addiction, we also know there's some family that will use you for a come up. And I think, unfortunately, for Brittany, it's a, it's a mixed bag. I think she has some family, like her father, who is quite blatantly using her for money because he has a financial mm -hmm. incentive to be her conservator. And then we have family, to Jason, to your point, like her sister, who may have tried the best that she could, but now has to protect her own peace. And so I think with Brittany, it's a little bit of both. And I hope that she finds somebody who just cares about helping her, period, as a person. Yeah, and let's be clear about the Washington Post and New York, New York, York, the New York Post and the Washington Journal. I know we all look at these places as being unbiased. You know, uh, when Jeff Bezos was cheating on his wife, and risking a multi-billion dollar settlement where, I mean, it was, I think it was like $120 billion they were going to have to separate. The Washington Post did not report on that. You know why? Because he owns it. Mm. So, you know, I don't really know what to fucking believe these days. All I know is that 
Britney looks a damn fool. Her hair is never combed. Her eyes look crazy. I don't know where her kids are. Her kids probably got suckers stuck in their hair. Jamie Lynn don't got no lips. She went and had a baby when she was a little girl. So we know that her upbringing, she, who was conserving her? She was out of fucking mm. control out here getting knocked up. Planned Parenthood and the parents that planned her failed her. Now you got the parents who are running around trying to dodge everything. The mother, she don't know nothing. And the father is hiding. All these bitches are sick. And, and where is Kevin Federline? Somewhere getting a bag like, see, I knew she was crazy. The whole thing is 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 fucked up. But I'll tell you, I know who's happy. Who? Who? Christina Aguilera. Because for years, oh my God. for years, you guys pitted these two white girls against each other like Cardi and Nikki. And you, li- you loved it. You thrived off of it. Right now, y'all are talking about conservatorship. And Christina Aguilera sold out the uh, Hollywood Bowl the other night. And baby, mm-hmm. Christina is somewhere. I mean, although she's given her condolences to uh, Spears and said, you know, she prays that she's free or whatever. She had to do that for PR. You guys been bullying her since the Mickey Mouse Club. This girl hasn't been able to be Christina ex Tina without y'all showing up and hating on the girl. Where's Where's <laughs> Justin Timberlake? Somewhere hiding from Janet Jackson. These Mickey oh. Mouse kids have been out of control for years. But y'all keep showing up talking about free them. No, free all the niggas in jail for marijuana. That's who I want to free. That's hilarious. That is such a detour. And I always think that Brittany and Christina were more like the Brandy and Monica. They were like white Brandy and white Monica to me back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, by the way, Brandy Norwood was going to come to my house the other night because I had a little barbecue. and Looking for damage? She was looking for damage. She wasn't looking for damage, although she does think the damage is a really, really nice guy. Uh Uh-huh. I'm touching that. But look, tell me, is this shady or not? Brandy was going to come over. So she says, I'm coming to your house. Me and Amber Riley are going to come to your house after this birthday party. So I had my friend go downtown and buy a karaoke machine. Big speakers, cordless microphones, reverb. We set it all up and everything. And 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 I was going to play Almost Doesn't Count when she walked in the door. Would that have been a setup? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's an unpaid gig, Jason. That's an unpaid it gig. It like a good time, though. <laughs> That's a gig. Get- I would have gave her some steak and be- baked beans. You know what I mean? Like, I couldn't have paid her to perform, but I could have fed her. It's karaoke. Baked beans. I actually love baked beans. I don't know why. I'm from Boston. It's a weird, weird it's thing. It's karaoke for me. All right. Um, let's move on. Listen, Richard Sherman is out of control. Now, I don't watch football, and I know that CTE or CES or whatever goes on with the brain damages is real. I'm not saying that this is his thing or whatever, but Richard Sherman was caught on camera attempting to break in his uh, 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 his in-law's home. Now, Richard Sherman, he's a football player. He was arrested for breaking into his in-law's home, and now there's surveillance footage showing the moment when he forcefully attempted to get into the house. Baby, what I tell you, Ring, is I'm sure their stock has gone up after they caught this. Let me show you what happened when he showed up at their house. Take a look. No, bitch. Well, listen, that clip emerged right after he got released from jail. Uh, He was originally charged with felony domestic violence, uh, residential burglary, but now he faces four misdemeanors, which include resisting arrest and malicious mischief after damaging the door. Uh, And he was uh, arrested after his wife called saying the NFL star threatened to take his own life 
uh, along with several other people. And I guess this was all related mm-hmm. to some DUI incident mm-hmm. or something. That was kind of mm-hmm. scary. Um, that was kind of scary. It, it, it's sad too, man. Like when do these guys learn conflict resolution, right? Like they, they talk from such a young age, when you're upset, you take it out on the field, you get physical, you get physical, you get physical. Now look at this. This dude is a superstar. This is Richard Sherman. He's on video trying to ram himself through a door. And not only is he probably going to hurt the person behind the door, he's damn near going to risk his own life. He could have broke his shoulder, anything. It's like, it's just sad. I'm not going to just put it on um, the the, uh, the brain disease that goes on for football players, but it's arguable to say that these dudes have so much going on, not only emission, uh, emotionally, but physically, like psychologically. There's things that they have to be taught. And I hope the NFL moving forward will do something to help some of these guys kind of harness that anger because you've seen them take it out on their kids. They're taking it out on their wives. They're taking mm-hmm. it out on in-laws. When does it stop? It's it's just scary. That was a scary sight. That was very frightening. And you heard somebody inside screaming from terror inside as he was slamming it. And then he took the stance. We all know that stance when a man does something aggressive and then puts his hand behind his back. It's like he's squaring up. He squared up waiting for somebody to open the door. I'm sorry, but I know he apologized. Would he have apologized without that footage? I do not feel like he would have apologized without that evidence. He is dangerous. And I hope to God that everybody in that house takes the measures to be safe from him. He's a menace. I'm sorry. That was disgusting. Let me tell you, love or not, the minute that you show up like that with that type of aggression towards me, You're family, out. friend, coworker, whatever it is, I ain't got no coworkers. Well, yeah, I do. You guys are my coworkers. If y'all show up to my house like that, I'm done. We're done. I just think that people who end up murdered or end up hurt, severely hurt, they they forgive and take these people back in their life. Now, he may be a superstar, but at the end of the day, to me, he was a nigga who showed up with uh, violence. He chose violence that day. And I know that he does a lot for his community and people really respect him and he's super famous and all that. But I don't know if that was mental illness. I don't know if that was drunk. I don't know if that was, you know, wanting to hurt somebody. And he was doing this to get to his woman and her parents. And I'm I'm really concerned for them. I'm also concerned for him. I do think we do have to have more empathy for our community when stuff like that happens. And, you know, I'm sure that, you know, Richard, he's now coming out and he's spoken up and he said that he's vowing to get help. Uh, this is what yes, he posted. So. so he said all this in a post and this is a lot, but but I'll take a part of it. He said, I behaved in a manner I am not proud of. The NFL player said, this is what he said on Friday. I have been dealing with some personal challenges over the last several months, but that is not an excuse for how I acted. Now, he didn't say uh, he didn't say that he was dealing with health issues, alcoholism, a cheating wife, uh, in-laws. He didn't say that, but there's been a lot of speculations uh, that he may have been using or, or you know, something was happening. But either way, like all of us have said, I, you know, we pray that he gets the help that he needs. Yeah, it's a serious thing, man. I just hope they teach some, teach some kind of conflict resolution for these athletes, man, because you're taking all that rage. He's a free agent right now. It's a superstar free agent. Who knows what he's going through? And I'm not trying to give him any bail, but he has no way clearly to understand how to harness his energy and do something else. Like, bruh, who knows what would have happened if he broke through that door? He was damn near going to break his whole neck to get in that door. That's that's scary. So I, right. I, I, I dated an athlete who had an injury and couldn't play anymore. And his um, self-esteem was so tied to being able to be in sports that it made him very angry. It made him very resentful. And I spent months trying to nurse him back to health and he took it out on me. So for me watching that video, 
Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's slightly triggering to be perfectly honest. Most women who are in that position of being with somebody, whether it's a girlfriend or a wife, do their best to be there for them. And they still lash out at you at, for, for doing that. And he was very beloved. He was very charming. And so I don't want people to be glamored by the fact that he's helped the community and he's done this, he's done that. If she's dead, none of that matters. So for me, yes, he deserves mental health, but the safety of the people who could potentially be victimized by him, to me, is of the utmost importance, first and foremost. And and I'll go on and say, like, even if he has mental health issues, right, you know, if you have mental health issues, guy, that's not an excuse for behaving the way that you are, because you have the resources, unlike a lot of homeless people that we see on the street acting out, Mm -hmm. mentally abusing people and terrorizing communities. If you have the resources to get help and you have mental health issues and you choose not to get help, you deserve every criminal punishment that can come your way. I don't feel sorry for rich people that have these issues that refuse to get the help. I, I don't have, oh, I'm not going to be overly empathetic. I'm empathetic to the fact that you had a rich, famous guy trying to hurt regular ass people and now wants the world to feel sorry for him. So I have empathy, but I don't feel sorry. I do believe he should face some consequences. I feel like you can't just get away from it and say, oh, I'm dealing with problems. Yes, we should get you the help that you need. But you try to break in that house and you try to and you scare those people. And look at the, sc- the screaming that you could hear coming from the back- background by the girl who was who they were trying to get. I mean, that is worth some type of punishment. All right. So another relationship that's struggling is Safari and Erica Mena. They're back in the news. Erica Mena is not saying that Safari showed up and tried to knock down her door. But Safari is actually saying that Erica Mena trashed all his gear and he wants $50,000 for the damaged property. So Safari, you all know me and him are really close. <laughs> Him and Erica Mena are currently tied up in a divorce that's going crazy. And it looks like things are getting worse. Now, Safari recently filed documents asking that the judge hold his estranged wife in contempt for violating their domestic relations standing order, which prohibits them from harassing one another. Now, we already know Erica Mena is going to harass (laughs) whoever she wants because that's just Erica Mena. Well, Safari is saying that Erica destroyed some of his stuff on May 23rd, just two days after she filed for divorce, and says that she's bleached custom sneakers by pouring bleach all over them and that uh, allegedly cut laces off the shoes, which reportedly... Summed up to $30,000 in damages. So now, in addition to all that, Safari is saying that Erica's destroyed two motorcycles and a four-wheeler by pouring paint all over the motorcycles and into the gas, uh, the exhaust pipes and gas tanks of all the vehicles. So um, she's, I guess, allegedly ripped down all the security cameras at the home. Um, and they, But before doing so, they all captured all of the mayhem. And I'm asking Safari, who's coming on my show next week, to bring me those videos so I can share them for the world to see. Now, look, I called Safari today to confirm our interview next week. And I have to say, and I'm reporting here without his permission, he was holding his newborn baby. So for everybody out there that's been saying that Safari's this or this or that and assuming much, please know that I'm telling you, I saw him holding his baby. The baby's cute, by the way. They, they did create some cute kids. And uh, and so I'm going to talk to him later today about when he's going to be in town next week. But what I would say is that everybody should just chill out and stop judging a book by its cover or not or assuming much before getting to the heart of it, unless it's Erica Mena, because I believe everything Safari said. <laughs> oh, uh- so th- this is what I'll say. Um, if I didn't know who Erica Mena was, I would be so surprised and shocked. Like, this is crazy. And I don't co-sign any of the stuff she's done. I think, honestly, that's that's whack. I don't think anybody should do any of those things, mess with anything that's material, blah, 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 blah. 
But my boy Safari, you had all the evidence, all the documentation of how she gets down when she's angry. There is years of footage of how Erica Minna gets down when she's angry. So all I have to say is, bro, you signed up for a wild ride. You got your first class ticket. You got the fast pass to a wild ass ride. And bro, you got to ride this one out, man. I don't, I don't know what to tell them. The relationship with Safari and Erica Mena is equivalent to getting on Spirit Airlines. You know damn well there's a chance that plane is going to go down in flames if you still got no ass on it. And I did say to him, Damage, one of the questions I want him to answer when he comes on the show, because he's answered it for me privately, is why Erica Mena? Now, Erica privately... Erica privately is a friend. I, I no shade. I can't hate on the grouse. She's a fun time. She's exciting, exhilarating. But so mm-hmm. is that roller coaster that drops from a hundred feet in the air, and you don't know if it's going to crash into the ground. She's she's fun. You know, she's just she is. cuckoo. In my opinion, she's and cra- she's beautiful. And she's beautiful. Yes, definitely. But she's beautifully crazy. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, right? So I feel very complicated about this because my feelings have changed drastically over the past like week. So. I was team Safari since like when he first broke up with his ex and I've always said, Oh, I want a guy like Safari. Cause he seems fun. He's handsome. He's, he, he just a, seems like a, he has a big, he has a big penis. I'm, I'm team reasonable penis. So actually that's not my thing, but like, he just seems like a good time. Right. And so I was always team Safari, but then I watched the first episode of love and hip hop, whatever place they are at, at this point. And in the episode, I finally heard to he- got to hear Erica's side. And she said, to Damage's point, yes, she's a history of being wild and crazy and this, that, and the other. But Safari was such a good dude in the same way that I thought he was that he convinced her that maybe she could have a much more stable life. And then once she let her guard down and put away the crazy, he completely dropped the ball and stopped showing her the love and affection when he was trying to court her. And we all know even a broken clock can be right twice a day. So even though Erica Mena has a history of being crazy, if her version is true and she finally let her guard down and he's the one who flipped the script, I kind of feel bad for her if that's what happened. I just do. I so I, I'm, 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 I'm waiting for Safari to talk to us before I, I figure out who I believe because her version kind of broke my heart. I don't believe it for one minute. You need to get a sewing kit and mend that broken heart. I would not allow Erica Minute and Love and Hip Hop to serve as the 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 truth uh, in this situation. Mona Scott Young is an amazing editor. You saw me throw a drink on somebody. The whole world hated me as a result and didn't know that it was a result of trying to out somebody and the fear that I had by my family. Like it does none of that matters. Love and hip hop is not the proper context by which you should understand the circumstance. I know Safari personally. I know Erica Mena personally. I knew what he was getting into. He knew (laughs) what he was getting into. Safari has been with another crazy chick. I don't need to say her name, but we know his dating choices have been questionable. Uh, And and, 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 and the name rhymes with Mirage. Uh, uh, But anyway, you can... Yes. You know them, right? So this is you're the perfect person to ask. You know how they say two truths can be the same? What if she let her guard down and she's not lying because she thought he was a sweet guy because he is. And he, to your guys' point, realized that he bit off more than he could chew and he did pull away. Because then in that way, they could both be telling the truth. But here's the thing. They could both be telling the truth. I think anytime you open up your legs and give your penis or your pussy away, you should let your guard down. You let your pants down. You should let your guard down. I think it's natural when you get married to somebody that you let your guard down. I'm right. 
talking, <clears throat> I'm talking to somebody right now and my guard is down. Letting your guard down doesn't necessarily mean that however he reacts to that guard being down is a bad thing. She could have let her guard down and there could have been all types of cuckoo clocks in there. So he, once the guard is down and I get to see you in your realness, shit, bitch, I didn't sign up for, I, I knew I signed up for something. But I didn't know I signed up for all that. Yes, and she got hurt because he rejected her. So, I mean, of course, a crazy person, allegedly, is going to act the way if you judge the, the real them as also being crazy. So I just feel let like they might be talk. both telling let, the truth. Let's let, let's let Damage talk because Damage has slept with a, a, da a broken bird and she was cuckoo and she was stalking him and she ended up in jail. And so let's talk to Damage, who likes Safari, he's a great guy. Not just aesthetically, he's a great guy. He's a father. He's all that pro black shit. Wow. He was dating the cuckoo clock. He was dating the cuckoo clock. And when it turned 12 and she showed up, like, I'm here. Look, I can't even. <laughs> 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 but damn it, oh, wow. my God. Look, you had this situation. Uh, oh, yeah. First of all, I've been I've been with a few cuckoo clocks. I've been here's the thing, it's nothing to excuse you starting to uh vandalize material things. Like I don't care how bad the relationship got. It's no reason for you to start pouring paint on stuff, attacking things like, but this is the problem. Safari, you had all the evidence that this is how she gets down when she's angry. I don't mm -hmm. think Erica Mendes just goes out of nowhere and starts pouring paint all over the house. But when she feels like she's been wrong, you do, Jason. <laughs> when she feels like she's been done damage, damage, damage. You know how, okay, damage. You got a baby mama. You got girls. You've had a bunch of sex with all these girls. Unprotected sex with that, okay? Listen. <laughs> what? Ever, damage, have you ever wanted to go to Home Depot and get paint to pour in their fucking gas tank? Never. Never. Right. When I get upset, I want to go radio silent. I you never hear from me again. All that extra Same. rage, but look, to each his own. Well, all I'm saying is, it, it's different from me meeting a, a girl, and I didn't know that's how she reacts, and then it's different from where I have 10 years of footage of watching this person kick people <laughs> in the neck, break things, like all types of dope shit. For, it's good for content, but when it comes to my personal life, I'll be like, I'm good on that. So, but I know people, I know women who will say, yeah, that nigga ain't shit, but the dick is good. Or men who will say, man, she got some fire ass pussy yeah. and they don't care about all the craziness. The sex is what brings them together. Then they had these beautiful children. Their kids are beautiful. And I know the two of them together probably had same really, really sexual uh, energy that draw, drew them together. I was in a relationship that you know, the sex was great and it was toxic and I stayed in it for three years and it ended badly. So maybe that's what put, brought them together. I haven't talked to him in detail about it yet, but I will say that uh, to the judge who's listening, please let this serve as evidence that we are testifying on Safari's behalf. We believe that she's Wait. crazy. We believe that he deserves his money and we believe that she should go to jail. I didn't say all that. <laughs> uh, yeah, for the judge. Here's the thing. I don't condone what she did, guys. I just want to say I don't condone what she did. I'm just saying I think there's a version of reality where they can both be telling the truth about how they got here. That's all. But I think what she did was kind of watch, completely asinine. You guys, watch, you guys watch Bernadine in one Waiting to Exhale movie and think you can just burn everybody's shit up like you're not going to go to jail. Bernadine was a character. She also played Tina Turner. It's not a real situation, ladies. You don't get to go gas up people's shit because you men do it too. Ain't sure. Men do it too. I ain't. I well, I was gonna light somebody else on fire once, but that exactly, was men do it too. 
whatever. Listen, here's a photo of the baby, just so you know how cute the kid is. I love the bonding. I love it. And I, you know, all all jokes aside, I don't like seeing families breaking up. Me either. Safari, run, run, Safari, and don't go back. Run. Hey, man, she is fine. I get how he got caught up, but damn. Yeah, fine ain't, fine ain't good enough for me no more. I've been I've been out the country <laughs> with some fine niggas recently, and I'm telling you right now, fine is not enough for me because Amen. fine will have you sitting up doing this at night. Mm-hmm. I did this before, <laughs> sitting up, waiting on a motherfucker to walk in the door. It's four, five o'clock, nigga ain't home. Who's that door open? You like, uh, and then now, now, now you're on Hollywood Unlock. No, I'm not doing that no more. I'm not doing that no more. If I, if, if you're in a, if I'm, if I'm getting to know you and in the early stages, you got me doing this because I'm waiting on your text. I'm waiting on shit. When you see a person doing this, they are sick. They are going through an emotional trauma. They are having PTSD that's going to come out and fuck your life up. I don't want that anymore. At this point in my life, if love, if the love ain't easy, I don't want it. Everybody say, oh, everything uh, worth having don't come easy. That's a lie, bitch. It does. It should. Now, I'm not going to say you're not going to go through stuff, but if you got me doing this, oh, no, I don't need it. Yeah, if I can't trust you, if I can't, if I can't trust you when I'm not around, if you're doing stuff when I'm not around that you know would piss me off, you're cut. That's that's my hard line with everybody. If you're doing sneaky stuff and because I'm not in the in the room, we don't need to be together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, Definitely. All right, look, some more ghetto shit is going on that I need to tell you guys about. There's oh, no. new words being added to the dictionary. You guys ready? The words are uh. yeet, yeet, zaddy, oof. And uh, more words are being added. Now, dictionary.com just added more than 300 new words and updated definitions, including yeet, zaddy, and oof, uh, which people are saying they originated from meme culture or social justice movements and slang. Now, I can tell you right now, these words are so dumb, like the word oof. It's listed as an exclamation used to sympathize with someone else's pain or dismay or to express one's own. So like, oof, that's the definition of that. Okay, now, Ah. snack. Snack has been added as slang. It's defined as a sexy and physically attractive person or a hottie. The word zaddy is described as an attractive man who is also stylish, charming, and self-confident. And Mm -hmm. so there's this popular meme called Yeet. I thought this was the bottle that the gays use to clean the shit out their ass before they get fucked, but that's, that's fleet. Okay, Yeet is an exclamation of enthusiasm, approval, triumph, pleasure, joy. Yeah. This is like, like Jason, you, I be learning. I didn't even know that's a thing. Like what? What? The Why flea bottle? The, flea the bottle. bottle. What are you talking about? Oh, no. Oh, oh my God. Ooh. I should have Rob come in here and explain it. Listen. No, no, no. <laughs> no. no. So listen. The, okay. So women. So listen, let me do some education for the straight community out there. So women use dish to clean out their vagitosis, right? Well, men, gay men, use that same bottle for their own purposes of cleaning out their rectum before they allow somebody to enter. Because, you know, if you start shoot, if you start shoving something up there and it's a whole bunch of Chipotle burritos left over at lunch, you're going to have a, your, your sheet's going to get a little messy. So they have to prepare, the, they have to prepare themselves with the fleet bottles, what they call it. Uh, but you guys call it a dish. Wait a minute. So when they call it a, 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 a their bugina or their mangina, they're being serious. Like they're using vaginal products in their booty holes. 
Is that what you're saying? Their bussies are being cleaned out with the products oh. that I yeah, I hate bussy. Bussy actually makes me. Yes, bussy, bugina. Ooh, that's a lot of information. This is, uh, this is a lot for me to take in. <laughs> what? No, no, that's what he me. said. Trust me. And for some of these bottoms, it's a lot for them to take in too. Look, let me just tell you something. First of all, if you're a man and you refer to your ass as a bussy, or a, or a mangina, you're never coming back to the cookout. <laughs> like, you're done. I don't even want to, like, you know what I mean? But yeah, so the fleet thing is, uh, why they don't, go to dictionary.com real quick and see if fleet is in there, fleet bottle or fleet, whatever. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, there's a lot of new words over there, dictionary.com. <laughs> so here's the thing. I, my question is, why is Merriam-Webster trying to compete with Urban Dictionary? Like, I don't understand why this has to happen. Those two worlds don't have to intermingle. I don't want to see Wait. skeet and queef and whatever else in the dictionary. Like, I don't get it. Why? Are you alleging that white people, are you alleging that white dictionary stealing from black dictionary? Yes, I am. <laughs> I just think it's a, it's, it's a little bit pressed. And I, 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 honestly, when I watch Netflix these days, I don't know how much Netflix you guys watch, but I Netflix a chill quite a bit. And some of the younger shows you can tell they're literally just taking slang from social media and shoving them into the dialogue. And now you're seeing a 50-year-old <laughs> talking about, ooh, your nails are on fleek, using it all types of wrong. I don't want the mainstream to have access to these words because they mess it up for the rest of us. We can't have nice I things. Can tell you, I can tell you right now to all my employees watching, don't bring that Urban Dictionary shit up in here. Don't talk about, yo, Jason, this is on fleet. Now you use the wrong word. And now I think some irregular activities happening upstairs on the balcony without my knowing or approvals. And now you done fleet your ass. But well, fleet your ass. Damn. See what I'm saying? Like, you guys don't bring those words into the workplace. Yes, I don't even read the Urban Dictionary because I know all the words. You know, I don't use them all, but I know them. Um, by the way, I think one thing about aging I'm having this whole thing where now words and music is showing me that I'm getting older. They mm-hmm. played Moneybag Yo. They played Moneybag Yo this weekend at the pool party. And everybody was, hey, they was turned up. And I heard him saying something about his pullout game was weak. And I'm like, is this what rap music is going to now? So now yeah. I uh, am a fan of you, Moneybag Yo. Would love to interview you because you're on fleek. Uh-uh, don't do that. Don't <laughs> I will say I, I I like Zaddy though. I do like I do like Zaddy. I, I like that one. They can keep that, but the rest of them are ridiculous. Yeah, the mm-hmm. rest of them I don't think need to be added. Queef needs to be added. That word's been no, used queef, for so long. Que- yeah, queef has earned its right. I feel like queef was wronged. That fleek and whatever <laughs> else skipped it in line. Queef is a better word than whatever else they added, like it, yeet and all the rest it, of it. Isn't a queef a vagina fart? Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So the vagina actually farts during good sex, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's when the air gets in and it has to mm-hmm. come, it has to come out. It's like a, yeah. it's a release. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're if you're being you know, very uh, overzealous, it might happen. Um, I can tell you right now that anybody that's having sex, whether you're straight or gay, the worst sound that you can hear is a queef from a bussy or a pussy. I don't know. Whoa. <laughs> a bussy is different. That's a fart. That's a fart. That's just a fart. That's just a fart, Jason. <laughs> you get out all the oxygen from your holes that you need before you allow people to enter. Oh my God. Tiffany had this. Uh, she, I went to her comedy show this past week and Tiffany had it. She told a joke and she said that the dick is a pussy that fell out. And everybody in my house during the barbecue was saying that it's scientifically proven that the penis. Yeah, she's right. Is a fallen pussy. Mm-hmm. She's right. 
I actually know a girl, a young, a young lady whose clitoris looks like a baby penis. Uh-huh. They said a clitoris looks like a baby. They said some clitoris mm-hmm. look like baby penises. So now mm-hmm. Tiffany, I don't yep. know if she saw this on YouTube or where she did her research from. Now I we need a doctor to come here and explain to us how a penis fell out and became a, a vagina. I didn't know these things. No, a vagina fell out and became a penis. We're all born with vaginas and then some of them turn into penises and the rest of them stay as vaginas. She said that the that the balls, <laughs> that your balls are the uh Ovaries. 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 Yes. Women are the basis of creation. You all start off at us as us, and then you turn into y'all. Okay, but your vagina doesn't get hard. So how do I how does my my father That's not true. That's not true. Your vagina well, clitoris can probably get hard. Rock hard. Yeah. Your clitoris, clitoris can get rock hard, hard like, like like a penis. Yeah, it does. Clitoris get hard. Your clitoris very gets hard. hard. It feels like it feels like blue, the, the the female version of blue balls. Yeah. I need to go. I need to go back to economics or sex training or whatever. Economics. economics. Are you buying a trick? <laughs> Why would you need economics yeah, for a vagina? I, I, science, geography. I don't know. Whatever class taught this shit, because I definitely missed that. I never had sex with a clitoris that got hard. It would have scared the fuck out of me. I'd have been like, "What the fuck is that?" Well, Jason, I will say this: the clitoris is the only part of, of anybody's body that is only built for pleasure. The clitoris has no other purpose but pleasure. It doesn't do anything else. It's magical. Mm. So so now we need to find a way to artistically use this new slang to make straight men understand why they should let us play in their rectums. Because that I now now it understands why the G-spot thing is mm-hmm. there. You know what I mean? Like I feel like with this yep. drop dick conversation that she had the other night, I'm now figuring out new and creative ways to tell straight men, like, hey man, it's just a pussy. Wait, what? what? That took a that turn. It's just a pussy that fell out, my nigga. Like, what, what's what's going on? Like, you don't see it? Look at Why do you need straight men to do that? Bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's no, so many gay I'm, men. No, I'm no, I understand that, but I'm I'm I've I've been through all that. I'm saying I need <laughs> the straight men to now. <laughs> I need the straight oh, men to now understand that it, but my penis is just a pussy. That fell out. Oh, so that he can have sex with you? Well, that's questionable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, no, uh, no, 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 no. Because no. the friend that fucked your man was predatory because the bitch laid in the bushes and hopped on him on your birthday. Predatory ain't what I'm talking about. I'm saying people, straight men think of penises as a bad thing. I now am saying, per Tiffany Haddish, a penis is a pussy that could no longer hold it in. So why are we, why are we this divided on the issue? We're all pussies. We're all pussies. Yes, that's how we're gonna wrap this up. Cause damn, damage, oh, help me. That's a lot. I don't. I don't know what happened. I, Jason happened. You know what happened? You know what show we're on? I will say this though. Do you guys think it's wrong if a man wants you to play with his booty hole, but he says he's straight? That's his. Pro- no, that's his he, personal. No, he wa- yeah. Yes, he wants you. He wants you to find his other pussy hole that fell out. Look, this is it. I don't even know what we do anymore with this. At this point, do we have enough time? All right, y'all, we out of here. Peace. Bye. <laughs> all right, look, that was a great show. And make sure you keep coming back because we got all types of amazing interviews and topics that are going to make you go crazy. Uh-huh, that's right. That means like, subscribe, do everything you need to do to make sure you stay up to date with what we got going on. And ladies, stay tuned in because you know I have your back. And listen, make sure that you're commenting below because even though I say I don't read it on the show, that's all I do when it's over. Peace.